everybody. Welcome to the Mini Break by Crack Rackets, your daily podcast for storylines, results, and controversy in the tennis world. Today's Wednesday, July 3rd, and we're here to talk some more Wimbledon action with you all. My name is Jamie McDonald, and I'll be your host for today. With me is my Wednesday regular and also the starring guest of yesterday's Mini Break. It's Matt Stokowiak. Matt, how's it going? Jamie, shouldn't you be packing for a trip or something, man? What's what's going on? You're right. I really should be because I'll be completely honest with you. Well, hopefully, at least by the time that listeners are tuning into this one, um, I will have packed some. But as of right now, I have not packed even a slight bit. I've checked to make sure my passport is not expired. Um, but other than that, I'm still just sitting here. And uh, yeah, I guess I need to get my stuff together before I go to London, huh? You got to get on that, man. I mean, if I was you, I, I'd have my bags packed. I would be out the door. I'd be ready to roll, man. I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I, I'm definitely jealous of I you. Think, I wish uh, I, I wish I was going on that trip, man. Man, I wish wish you were coming with me. It would be a good time. We would, we would break down the action big time over there. But I think for me, I was kind of realizing it today. I tried not to pack and get everything ahead, uh, like kind of get ahead of myself because I would have been so mentally checked out of work and I actually <laughs> had stuff to get done and – had I packed and had anything ready to go, I mean, there's no way I would have done any of it today. So, uh, good. I guess a silver lining for for that. But now I get to pack and uh, get ready to go. Have a long flight. Never actually done that flight before anywhere in Europe. So, I'm really excited, man. It's, it's gonna be gonna, fun. It's gonna be a blast, man. You're gonna love it. I need consistent updates, though, out of you. I'm expecting it. So, you got a lot I of will... work to do while you're there. I will do. My phone ba- I expect my phone battery to die every single time from the sheer amount of uh, photos and videos that I'm taking on the grounds of Wimbledon. So That's right. Um, I'm very excited. And honestly, uh, I think Thursday I'm going to try and make it on the grounds. Uh, my actual seats are on Monday, so that's going to be a ton of fun. But anyway, I'll be on the grounds at least a few times while I'm over there. I'm only there for the week, but um, really excited. And, I, and I'll be in center court in actual box seats for the round of 16. So I'll catch you on TV then. I'm excited. Yeah. I'll try and do something wild. <laughs> Just don't get kicked out. <laughs> I was informed that they have a, a bit stricter of dress codes. Yeah. So I can't do anything too crazy. <laughs> you might, you might catch me in something like real classic, like a blazer and a fedora. Um, hey. but yeah. I, I like it. Unfortunately man. I can't be, you know, rocking like a, an American flag tank and a backwards hat that, that, that doesn't fly. So uh, but without further ado, I'm not there yet, but what we can do is at least talk about what happened. So I know there are just so many matches and I know we, you and I talked before we hopped on is just like, wow, where do we even start? And I, I think the approach has got to be, we at least touch on all the matches. We say who got through or who lost. Um, but then we pick a select few and we're going to go into these in depth. And I know you and I watched, uh, quite a bit of the action today. I'm sure we saw some different matches, different places, have some different takes. So whenever I get to a match, if I haven't touched on it or if I'm not going into it and you've got some thoughts, you just stop me and you, you give me your two cents. All right. Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's start on the women's side. So we're going the women's singles draw. Siniakova is through in three. Unfortunately, Mikhail of the USA is out to Dart of Great Britain. That's a three-setter. Kuznetsova is out to Van Utvank in three sets. Wang is through two and two over Lapko. Mertens, an absolute beatdown, 6-2-6-0. Petkovic is out in three. Um, Strykova of the Czech Republic goes through 6-3-6-2. Kanepi um, looks good after she loses that first set, 5-7. She wins 5-7-7-5-6-4. Sloan of the USA. She looked pretty good. I don't know if you caught much of this match, but she took out Bachinski and she won this match 6-2, 6-4. Man, from what I saw, especially in that first set, Sloane Stevens, she looks like she could take this title. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a little early to maybe go that far, but she did look good. And, and Bachinski's a player that's given her some trouble in the past. I know they played a match, yeah. I think it was earlier this year, that Bachinski actually won on, on like an indoor court. I can't even remember where it was. Um, but but that, that it's a tricky matchup because she plays kind of an odd game style, a lot of slice forehands and, and just a really odd game, you know, and on grass that can work. So I think Sloan just stayed the course. She played aggressively. She was moving really well. And I don't know, man. I mean, to me, it just seems like the grass this year, at least is playing really, really slowly. And it just, it kind of allows some of these players to get around the ball. Their feet are in position and, and they can set up and hit some big shots. And, and Sloan was able to, you know, play aggressively and get through it. So yeah, no, I mean, a first round match like that, it's against a tricky opponent. I think for her to get through in straight sets is a good sign and, and we'll see what she can do. Can she win the whole thing? I mean, possibly, but at this point, I'm going to hold off on that and just, yeah. you know, I, I think let's just see how she progresses through the next couple of rounds. Yeah, and I and I, I should say, you know, I, I wouldn't say right now that I'm thinking, wow, I saw this match and I think she's the one to win it. It's just the sort of level of play that she displayed in that first set, the way she was able to dictate points, like you said, against somebody who is a tricky opponent. I feel like she is a contender in this, though, if she's playing at that level that I saw yeah. in the first set. but. Who knows, man? It's grass court tennis. Wild stuff yep. can happen. But as we got to keep up the pace here, another American who gets through is Davis. She wins 6-3, 6-2. Ash Barty, new world number one. Breezes through her first round, 4-2. and two. Lynette from Poland wins 0-6. Oh Kerber, coming strong, wins 4-3 and three over fellow German woman. Uh, Wang takes out Marchinchova, 6-2-7-5. Mladenovic gets through in a tricky one, 6-2 in the third. Sigmund of Germany wins 2-4. and four. Bencic went in 2-3. and three. Now I'm going to stop for this one. Bencic, I mean, we've talked about her at least a few times on our mini breaks just because she's, she's really um, sort of shown up a couple different times in 2019. What do you think of her in this tournament, in this draw? Yeah, I like it. I mean, she's she's had a great year. I mean, she's I don't think she's leading the WTA tour, but she's certainly up there in the, the top four or five um, players in match wins on the WTA tour in 2019. So overall, she's had a great year. She's been good on pretty much every surface. And again, I mean, this is just a match that she wins pretty handily. No, no real troubles. And yeah, I mean, she's a threat. I mean, if you're if you're one of the top seeds you know, you definitely don't want to play her. She's sitting there at number 13. And yeah, I mean, right now, I think she's definitely playing, you know, her potential is greater than, than 13. So yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. She's, she's scary for sure. Yeah. And yeah. And so she, like I said, she gets through two and three and she, um, her next match, she's taken on Kanepi and I think yeah, she's going to be the favorite for that too. But man, just watch out for her in the next couple rounds. Cause we've already seen it. She can take down the, the, the big names. Uh, Bouchard goes out in a heartbreaker for her eight, six in the third. Joe Conta, the hometown favorite gets through five and two. Anna Samova, another American getting a three and three win. Muguruza going out to Haddad Maia of Brazil, uh, four and four. Dorovic, Serbia, takes a win, 7-6, 6-4. Suarez Navarro, the Spaniard veteran, gets a win, 6-2, 7-5. Sharapova goes out to the French woman Parmentier. Um, they split sets, and then the French woman Parmentier gets up 5-0 in the third, and Sharapova finally retires. So, unfortunate to see yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, she, she she was injured, man. I mean, there's really not much else to say. She, she just couldn't go anymore. 
Um, I know in her press conference, I mean, I think she was pretty much like in tears. Um, but yeah, just a, a tough day for her. I mean, really the way that I, I look at her now, I just, to me, she's just past her prime, man. I just, I don't really have many expectations for Maria Sharapova throughout whatever remains of her career. I just, I don't see her really getting back to that super elite top level in, in the game and really contending at majors. I, I think that time has passed. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, she won this title 15 years ago. Yeah, but she's only 32. Yeah. So I mean, it tells you when she did hit that prime and when it's she was just, looking really good. But there's so many young players now on the WTA tour. I mean, Absolutely. forget about American. There's a ton of Americans that are that are phenomenal. I mean, we talk about the Kennans and the Anisimovas and the Goffs right. and the McNallys and all them. But I mean. What about all the international players as well? There's so many young players on the for WTA sure. tour that are really, really starting to come on. I just, I think for Sharapova, like you mentioned at 32, I just, I, I'm not loving her chances. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, I think anyone who has, you know, been around and sort of grown up with Sharapova is, you know, hoping to see that name at least come back. One have big, one uh, sort of big resurgence. Um, unfortunately, this just isn't the tournament for that to happen. I mean, you think about it, it really wasn't too long ago that she was, you know, really killing it, especially like the French. I think she won in 2012 and 2014, you know, granted 2012, that's seven years ago now, but man, that's not that long ago when you think about how long, just generally speaking, she's been around on the tour. I mean, she's been a household name on the tour for so long. Um, of course, she had that suspension and now she's battling injuries as she gets older. I assume that those are not just going to magically go away, so... We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you said it pretty well. I think she's past her prime. We'll see if she has one more sort of big push in terms of her career to get back up. But um, this was unfortunate to see, especially when it ends in a, a first round retirement like that. But moving on, we've also got Flink of Russia getting a seven, uh, excuse me, getting a 6-4, 6-2 win. Um, Georgia's Germany getting a 7-5-6-1. Kvitova, the Czech Republic, looking pretty good. Of course, everyone is always watching her when it comes to the grass season. She gets through 6-4-6-2. Serena, um, decently straightforward win here, 6-2-7-5. Um, the lower-ranked Pliskova goes out in three sets to Juvon. Uh, Taylor Towns in the American getting a 2-3 and three win. Um, another American getting a win is Allison Risk. She drops the first set 3-6, but goes on to win 6-3-7-5 over Donna Vekic. So that's, yep. a, that's a big time win. Yeah, let, let's let's stop there for just a second, for Jamie. Sure. I actually, last last night on the pod, I told Gruskin that this was my women's match to watch today. Yeah, Vekic great and Risk. match. Great match. It lived up to the hype. I mean, two and a half hours. And the reason why I picked this one is just because both players are so just smooth on the grass. I feel like both players, really, their game is well-suited to this surface, and and that kind of showed. I mean, Vekic is, you know, a big hitter. She can really play aggressive on grass, and Risk is crafty. I mean, her best results in her career have definitely come on grass. So I'm happy to see her get through. I was hoping that she'd be able to do it and take out a seated player like Vekic. And, yeah, I mean, that's... Allie Risk is an unseated player in the draw yeah. that, I mean, you really don't, you don't want to run into because she knows how to win on this surface. So yeah, yeah great, great match from her here, especially to come back from a set down. 
Yep, and that's exactly what she did today. So she had that tough draw to take on the 22 seed in Vekic, but she gets through 6-3-7-5 in those uh, second and third sets. Uh, finally, our last result on the women's side, Burton's getting through 3-2, and two, pretty routine for her. Um, now, this I'm going to leave this preference up to you. Do you want to go to the men results, or do you want to talk about our matches to watch on the women's side for tomorrow? Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about matches tomorrow on the women's side. For sure. I think one that a lot of people, ooh, well, I already talked, I was jumping into Thursday because, man, those those matchups got set up too, and I just peeked ahead. Someone will probably mention it uh, later on, but, man, those Thursday ones are going to be great. Mladenovic, Kvitova, that's going to be one to look for on the 4th of July. But, anyway, we'll keep it to the ones that are going to happen tomorrow. We've got a lot of great names in action. we got Azarenka in action. Um, I think a really fun one for me is Puig and Pliskova. That one's going to be on around 7 a.m. Central Time. Um, Goff is going to be coming on again. She's yep. going to be taking on uh, Rybarkova. Um, Collins is going to be taking on Sevastova. Man, there are a lot to pick from. If you had to pick one, I'm sure you've got these in front of you right now. Where are you looking? I Man, I don't even have to look. I just I want to see more Coco Goff. That's fair. <laughs> she's the story I of the really, tournament right now, no doubt about she it. She is, man. I mean, I was just so impressed. I talked about it enough you know, yesterday, but – Man, I was just – I was so impressed with her it, her composure, the way that she played physically, mentally, emotionally, everything, the way that she handled herself in that match against Venus. Woo, I just yeah. – I have to see how she – how she, you know, plays this next match. I mean I'm just so interested to, sh- to see can she keep that up. Is she going to back up a big win with another one or is she going to kind of regress and look a little bit more like maybe a 15-year-old that we might expect – I don't know, but I want to find out. So that's why yeah. I'm watching her match. That's for sure a match to watch. I think one for me that's going to be really interesting, of course, we got Heather Watson going up against Contivit. Of course, Heather Watson in the first round uh, took out McNally, the American, unfortunately. But, man, I, I, you just love the dynamic, especially when you're able to watch these because anytime uh, you know a Brit is on the court, man, they're getting fired up with the crowd, and I love that. And so that's what she's going to be doing. Um, that's That one is slotted to be on court one, which is a fun environment. She's going up against the seed in Contivit. That one's going to be a very, very fun one to watch, I think. Of course, I'll be tuning in for golf. Um, I think Collins and Sevastova yep, has – I think I think that one, um, I believe from what I'm looking on, that's slotted to go on court 12. I, I think that one's going to be a, a really, really fun match to watch. And Collins has a very realistic chance to get through that one. And then finally, my one is just Monica Puig and Pliskova. Pliskova, I'd like to see if somebody can challenge her because, as we know, if she's serving well and, and hitting the big shots, you know, she's able to run run pretty much anyone off the court, especially yep. grass just speeds that pace up even more. Um, and so, you know, I want to see if anybody can sort of challenge that. Maybe maybe give her some uh, something to mess up that rhythm, get her a little uncomfortable because anytime I mean we've seen historically anytime the people are tra- can get her. Um, especially when we're talking on grass, we can say wrong-footed. But get her moving, get her a little uncomfortable when it comes to moving laterally and up and and north-south. It can throw her off. And so if Puig is able to do that, I think that one is a very interesting dynamic for the match. And Puig has the ability to play really well. We've seen her do that in the past. So she could do it. I. I just I wouldn't count on it. I don't know, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling Pliskova in this one. I, I really think she's gonna get through. I think she's gonna play well. Um, so I'm gonna take her in this one. 
but but Puig definitely has she has some game, man. So it, it right. could potentially be a tricky one. I, I mean, uh, hey, she won the Olympics. Everyone forgets that. Yeah, she, no, she I can't forget that. I mean, absolutely, I'd never forget that. She 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 certainly did, and and that's you know that's obviously a massive accomplishment there. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, she she totally has the ability. <sighs> I just. I don't know, man. Carol, it's going to be tough. It's definitely she's definitely the underdog in that. I just think it's an interesting dynamic because you've got such a big hitter. But we've seen if she can get a little uncomfortable, maybe she's not totally on fire. She gets pushed yeah. around. Um, crazy things can happen there. So we can't spend too much time on it because we've got so many matches to get through. But a lot of fun matches to watch on that women's side, and of course we're going to be looking for Coco Golf, the young American. But without further ado, let's hop over to the men's side because there were some great matches to get through for this one. Man, let's just start running through them because there were some great ones. Damon Auer taking out Chechenato, 6-0-6-4-7-6. Dan Evans, the hometown man from Great Britain, taking out Del Bonus, 6-3-7-6-6-3. Stevie also getting through in straights over Ramos of Spain. Nisha Corey getting, uh, getting through in straight sets as well. Now, we're getting on to a uh, crazy, messy one. I don't know if you caught much of this, but Ward of Great Britain was taking on Vasilishvili. This was an insane match. Basilishvili comes down from comes back from two sets down and wins eight sixth in the fifth. Yeah, see, three and a half hours, man. This is the kind of match that if you if you're on the grounds and you have a grounds yeah. pass and you can just go watch go, the outside court. This is the kind of match that you just love, man, and that's that's why there's great matches that aren't necessarily on center court or court one, and this is a prime example. Two guys just absolutely battling it out, out on court 17. I mean, man, I, I'll tell you what, man, I, I would have been glued to that one if I'm if I'm on the grounds, just 100%. because the excitement there is is unbelievable, and, and Basilashvili gets through. I mean, he's seated here, top 20 player. I, I don't really love his game on grass. I, I don't think it's really a surface that he's Fair. really going to excel on, and and Ward almost almost took him out. I mean, he was up two sets to none, so I'm sure he's definitely disappointed, but, yeah. uh, you know, Basilashvili, uh, you know, up next for him is going to be Dan Evans, and I think that sets up pretty nice for Evans. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's definitely a matchup where if you're Dan Evans, you, I mean you're you're probably not hating that. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean if you're gonna play a seed in the second round, you know a guy that just played a three and a half hour five setter eight exactly. six in the fifth and isn't really a grass court type of player, I think right. I, I think Dan Evans is gonna be licking his chops a little bit over that one. Yeah, can we talk about that? Okay, so the duration of that match three and a half hours. I feel like that should have been longer for that scoreline, right? I mean, you no? you would, but it's grass. I mean, a lot of the points still. That's eh, fair. Yeah, I don't there, know. They were I they mean, were some very very short points, especially. I mean, granted, Vasilis really maybe grass isn't his best surface, but even if it's not, he's still bashing the ball. And exactly, it, so. exactly. I mean, That's it's true. you know, it's not like they're having thirty ball rallies. I mean. It, just for comparison's sake, and I'm I'm sure you'll you'll read over this one in a second, but uh, Bernie Tomic, I mean, lost to to Sanga today in under an hour. It was a, a three set yeah, three sets match, and it was over impressive. in under an hour. So I mean, that just kind of goes to show you how quick some of these things can go on grass. Well, doesn't Tomic have the? Does he have the record for the shortest match, or is it curious? I can't remember which one. Can't remember which one tanked. And got I don't it know, quicker. but uh, the fact uh, the fact that those two have the records for the two shortest matches is 
absolutely no surprise whatsoever. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure someone could have broken it and broken it at some point. But yeah, you're you're probably um, right. I know at least I know at least one of them was at some point in contention for that slot. Um, You know, of course, not including defaults or anything, but full matches um, going incredibly uh, nowhere. Essentially, you know, being done in 30 minutes. Here you go, we're done. But uh, anyway, that was a great match. Another crazy one: um, the Aussie battle, Kyrgios and Thompson. Kyrgios gets out on top, seven six, three six, seven six, oh six, six one. I mean, yep. I watched most of this match. It was, I mean, not only was it a roller coaster, obviously you can tell that from the scoreline, but entertaining from start to finish, truthfully. Yeah, I mean, it was a typical Kyrgios match, right? I mean, yeah. it's you're, you're going to be at least somewhat entertained unless he's completely Fair. tanking. Um, but yeah, no, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. I mean, roller coaster is the only thing that, that I was thinking of watching this match. I mean, really that third set tiebreaker was the most exciting part of the match for me. I mean, that sure, was just unreal. 12, sure. 10. I mean, set points going both ways. I mean, Kyrgios is diving on the court. He's falling down back behind the baseline. He's celebrating by jogging around the court and, you know, looking like a fool. And, you know, Jordan Thompson's yeah. getting upset and, you know, yelling at his box and there's chair umpire overrule. Literally there was just it, there was everything, man. I mean, it was just... It really did have It everything. had everything. It was one of those crazy matches. And yeah, no, I'm not going to lie. I was intrigued. Like, I wanted to watch it, you know? And, and Kyrgios isn't typically a guy that I really enjoy watching all that much because a lot of his matches are kind of boring. But, I mean, this one, at least through the first three sets, I mean, the fourth and the fifth were pretty uneventful. I mean, Thompson won that fourth in like 18 minutes, man. I mean, he, wow, he did. He won like what three or four points in the entire set. It was it was a and joke. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he knew he knew he was playing for the fifth. And I mean, honestly, Curious, he, he he had enough confidence in himself. I mean, look, his whole game rides on confidence, right? And he believes in himself. And people have talked about it too. When people sometimes one of the worst thing you can do is piss him off. Because then that's when he's like, oh, I'm actually going to try and prove, you know, because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slight to the ego. And, I mean, that's fair. You know, that's when he locks in. He's like, well, screw this. I'm better than this, and I'm going to beat you. And that's what he did in that fifth set. You know who he plays next, though, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Exactly. And I, he can't be doing that, man. If he, he's, he's really going to have to be locked in. I mean, we know he can do it. He's beaten Rava at this tournament before. Now, now that was, I mean, that was some time ago. That was years ago, True. but but still. That was when he first really came it, onto the scene. It was, but I'm just saying he, he's going to have to be locked in because I promise you Rafa will be locked in. He's going to want this match bad. And I just, I know he's going to be locked in. And if Kyrgios comes ready to play, he, he, he could do it. Sure. He really could. He's talented enough. We know he can. Yeah, and but if he's yeah. if he's not, then he, he will lose because because Rafa's coming. Well, the thing is, too, I'm so curious. I think, of course, everyone has seen this. When we're talking about Nick Kyrgios, man, he's one of those few who's been able to retain a good record against those top guys. And he's been able to beat in first meetings those top guys, which is yep. crazy because nobody does that. But he did. He did. And so it's impressive. And I think he knows when he has to rise to that occasion. I mean, most of the time when he's in danger, it's against people. A lot of times who are sort of just middle of the pack, you know? Um, and so True. when he knows well, he's seen what, against, how are you leaning? What, who are you feeling? I mean, I, I think the obvious safe pick here is Nadal, but I think Kyrgios is going to come ready to play. And I, especially because 
there's been, I don't know, there's been some chippiness in that relationship. You know, Nadal has, you know, definitely with the underhand serve and stuff, and he's always kind of calling him out. He's like, oh, he doesn't have any respect for the game. And Kyrgios, you know, he can take that one of two ways. He can take that as a slight to himself and be like, no, like, screw this guy. I'm going to go out and win. I beat you at this tournament before. I'm going to do it again. Um, or it goes the other way, and he's just like, ah, screw it. You know, so. Yeah. Because the, the, all the, the, everything that could go one way or the other here is all curious. We know what Nadal is going to bring. You know, right. hey, you know, it might not be his best play, but from an attitude standpoint, from um, generally how he's going to approach this, it's going to be the same. So it's really just uh, it's a toss-up to see how does Nick Kyrgios wake up in the morning, how does he approach this match. So if, if let me ask you this, if you think if he wakes up on the right side of the bed and he's feeling good and he wants to beat Rafa and he's mentally engaged, are you taking him? Yeah. You are. I think so. Yeah, good. That's that's what I wanted you to do that. I wanted you to have that conviction to make that pick. I like it. I think it. so. I and like it's, it. Like I said earlier, I'm not, certainly I'm, not I'm, the, I'm taking Rafa. Certainly not the favorite in this, but I think, I mean, we'll see what sort of tactics Nadal brings to the table here. You know, he's not going to be able to do what he normally does in terms of returning. I mean, Kyrgios serve on grass is ridiculous. And yep. so – that's going to pose a big threat. I think there's going to be a lot of times in this match where Kyrgios is going to just be conserving energy. He's going to be dogging games on return. Um, it'll probably get under Nadal's skin. Not that that it definitely will determine an outcome by any means, but I think we're going to see a lot of games if this is a tight match where um, you know Kyrgios wins a service game after being up 40-30, gets through it because Nadal's grinding away in the return games like he always does. And then there's going to be return games for Kyrgios where Nadal wins at love just because Kyrgios is out there and he's like, well, I'm not going to waste my time. We'll get to the tiebreak and we'll see what's up. So Yeah. it. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, th- this match is going to be played on Thursday, right. 4th of July. I, I'm not moving. I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm going to be glued to it. I'm going to crack open a nice beverage and just enjoy this match, man, because I, I hope it's – I hope it I – mean, I hope it goes five. Me, I hope it's too. epic. And I'm I'm going to be watching the entire thing. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah, last thing I say, because all we can really do is speculate here. I hope that there's not some sort of injury involved that messes with the match. That's my really one thing. Both of these guys we've seen get injured. Um, and so I really yeah. hope that that doesn't I don't even want to. I don't even want to go there. Right. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. It, it better not. It right. better not ruin my, my enjoyment out of that. Because, yeah, that, that would be a shame. But anyway, we can always speculate on what's going to happen with Kyrgios. But nonetheless, I'm going to be tuned in for sure. As we continue to roll down the results, Baghdadis takes out Schnur, 6-2, Your man, Berrettini, gets through in four. Yep. Team goes out in the first round to American Sam Query. Sam Query's had some good results here at Wimbledon. He gets through after dropping the first set, 6-7, 7-6, 6-3, And the first thing I'm going to say on this is, man – Team knew that he could have won this match. Toward the end of that second set, he had a chance. He was right there before the tiebreak. He had a shot. He had a little opening to get it and take care of the set, and he didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, and I, this match kind of went the way, to be honest, the way that I thought it would. I picked Sam Query yesterday. Um, I was fully convinced that he was going to win this match. It's just Dominic Team for me, man, on, on this surface, just he doesn't do it for me. He hasn't showed me anything where... I can just 
have that confidence to pick him in a match, especially against a guy like Sam Querrey, who is great on this surface, who has made the semifinals of Wimbledon and serves as well as he does and plays as aggressively with his forehand and everything. It's just amazing. It's weird to think about because, I mean, Dominic Team, we go from the clay where he makes the finals of the French. He's clearly the second best clay quarter in the world, a guy that is going to win the French Open in his career. And then we move, we're just a few weeks removed from that, and now he's out in the first round at Wimbledon. It's just... I mean, it tells you, yeah, it just tells you so much about play on the ATP Tour, both in its relevance to the surface and just how thin these margins are. Man, you switch the surface here, and granted, you know, you're going from clay to grass, right? So big switch. But even then, how these results can just completely upend themselves based on that surface switch. And, and even whether you're picking favorites, whether you're looking at results, it's like, wow, look at that switch. And it's it's just crazy to me how much these players' games can be adapted to different surfaces. And like you said, team, just phenomenal on the clay. And then ultimately, as you called it, disappointing in this first round of Wimbledon. Granted, that is terrible a horrible draw, draw yeah, for I, his, especially for how well he right. receded. That sucks. Um, I mean, drawing Sam Query anywhere is tough, but on grass right. at Wimbledon, are you kidding me? I, I agree, man. And now for Sam, I mean, he, he takes that 5C draw, so he's got an opportunity. He's scary. Uh-huh. I mean. Sure does. Yep. He's very scary. He can come out. He can come out, get through some of these rounds, and, and really pose some danger. But, you know, he's an American who gets through, so that's great. We always love to see that. My boy Simone, the Frenchman, getting through in straight sets as well. Cam Norrie, the British man, winning 2-4-4. Four, and four. Rublev over the great clay quarter, Christian Guerin, 4-6-6-4-7-5-6-4. Krajinovic goes out in four sets to Kepfer of Germany, 6-3-4-6-7-6-6-1. Another British man gets the win over the American Noah Rubin, 4-6-7-5-6-4-6-4. Fed, our man, taking, a, taking the L in the first set here uh, to Harris. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw much of this one, but loses that first set 3-6, then wins 6-1-6-2-6-2. So... Not much concerning here, but I saw the bulk of that first set, and I mean, honestly, I mean, what did you think? Because it really wasn't awful from Federer, but it just simply wasn't our top Federer at Wimbledon, you know? Yeah, he, I I watched it as well, man. He just, he wasn't comfortable. Lloyd Harris is a guy that Fed, I, I don't think really knew much about, to be honest. He had never played him. It was an unfamiliar opponent, first round of a slam, and Fed just wasn't in top form. He looked just a little a little bit, I don't want to say hesitant, but like he didn't know what his game plan was going to be against this guy. And, and credit to Lloyd Harris. He served extremely well in that first set. I mean, watching it, I was like, I mean, this guy's serving as well as he possibly can. He was hitting some great groundies. Um, and fed was just a little bit off, but you know, as we assumed would happen, he made some adjustments, you know, and he, he, turned his game up a notch, and, and Harris didn't really have anywhere to go but down after that first set, right. and, and Fed just took advantage and, you know, rolled him after that, one, two, and two, so, I mean, I'm not overly concerned that he did drop that set, I mean, after watching it, I mean, I was a little bit concerned, but then the way that he kind of rebounded after that kind of just reassured me that it, he's going to be fine, and I think it had more to do with the unfamiliarity with Harris more than, you know, really even his own game. Yeah, I think that's fair. And you could tell, too, once he got settled into that match, you could see it a little bit in flashes toward the end of the first and then definitely in the second and third and fourth. 
you know, he started coming in more. He started pouncing on the right opportunities. He started really not letting Harris dictate, and he was like, no, this is going to be yeah. on my racket. And so that's the game he wants to be playing, and he really took it to him in those um, the, the second, third, and fourth. So he gets through not too much trouble there. Although, hey, some Federer dropping a set in the first round of Wimbledon. No, you don't see I, that that's, very often. That's why. So, it's, it's, um, I think that's only the I, I think they said that was only the second time he's dropped a set in the first round. So credit to Harris there, but yeah, Fed looking pretty good. Another American getting through. Sandgren gets through in four after dropping the first three six, six two, six four, six three. Um, the match that you mentioned earlier, under an hour, impressive. <laughs> Sanga taking out Tommy, six two, six one, six four. Our man Stroof still looking good. Uh, taking out Albot, six four, six three, six two. Another American who gets through. Six four six four six three. That's Taylor Fritz over Burdich. That's a good win for Fritz. And you know, given how Fritz has been playing, you would say that he definitely has a good chance to win this. But coming through this convincingly over a guy who we know is very dangerous, that's an impressive win for me. Yeah, it is. I mean, and again, I I'll stop uh, patting myself no, on the go back ahead. here, it's but fine. I did. I look, I did pick Fritz again. I just sure. the way look, he's coming off that Eastbourne title. I mean, he looked so good. It's like, what is he? What is he found? Fritz is like just found his game, man. It's like yeah. he's confident. His shots are falling. He's being aggressive. His serve is huge, and he's just. He's playing great. I mean, I love it. Like, I, I absolutely love it. Burdick's a guy that, you know, years ago was always super dangerous. I mean, big-time power. Uh, but but he hasn't played that much this year. I mean, he's had injuries, and we haven't really seen too much of him. That's why I just I thought it was a perfect opportunity for Fritz. I figured he would get it done. I mean, I don't know if I thought he'd get it done as convincingly as he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this this is a guy that's hot right now and I, I think has a chance to win some more rounds in this tournament. Do we give some credit to Paul Anacone here? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, know, I, know he's, I know he's been involved with coaching Fritz here, especially recently. Oh, yeah. and, um, it's always funny to hear him talk about it. It's, it. it's really entertaining for me when some of the guys who are talking on Tennis Channel or ESPN or whatever also are connected people on the court. You know, we got a lot of that with Darren Cahill, yep. of course, when he was um, coaching Halp and whatnot. And so it's always fun to have that dynamic. But, yeah, I mean, something something that Fritz is doing is working, so he needs to keep it up. But he looked good, um, and he's through in straights. Schwartzman. Not a man who we necessarily think clay, or excuse me, we think clay of the best surface. Not thinking grass, but he gets through uh, over Ebden. Six four three six six three six two. The disappointing match is the one we're talking about next for me. Shapovalov going out in straight sets, mm. going out to Brankus. Mm. Seven six six four six three. I mean Shapovalov. Granted, with those huge strokes, maybe we don't think that grass is necessarily going to be his best. But, man, he loses that first set tiebreaker 7-0, loses in straights. I mean, where he's, where's he yeah. at right now? I, I think he's uh, he's ready to get to the U.S. Open um, hardcourt series. I really do. That's To be honest, that's where all of his best tennis has usually come. In the past few years, he's been great in the lead-up to the U.S. Open and then even at the U.S. Open. So... I think that's where he's at right now. He's, he's on a plane where back to Canada, wherever, and he's going to be starting to, to hit on the hard courts. But yeah, this I, I got this one completely wrong, man. I mean, I had Shapovalov in a lock to win. I mean, I just I thought there was no way that he was going to lose to Barankis. I mean, no disrespect to Ricardo's Barankis, but I, I just yeah yeah this was a bit shocking to me, and especially yeah. in the fashion that it happened. I mean, straight sets, you know, oh, in that first set tie break and then four and three, oh, just not what I wanted to see out of Dennis. 
No, and it's been a bit of a disappointing stretch for him, too, as of late. <laughs> of course, with our man, uh, Jan Leonard Struff, too. He's got yeah. his number a couple times and then a few turn- in a couple tournaments. So disappointing for Shpavlov. I think, as we said, he's definitely looking at that hardcourt swing to get back into it. But uh, I'm sure we will see much, much more of him. Just disappointed to see him go out in this fashion, like you said. Nadal having absolutely no trouble getting through 6-3, 6-1, 6-3. Millman also going through in straight 6-2, 6-3, 6-4. A great match on the day and a disappointing uh, a disappointing finish for Tiafo. He goes out to Fonini in five. Fonini wins it 5-7, 6-4, 6-3, 4-6, 6-4. A phenomenal match, and we've seen Fonini find some really good form in 2019, but that's tough. It's a tough draw for Tiafo, first of all. And then second of all, just a disappointing end. It is. I- I have to say, though, I mean, I'm proud of them. I mean, the way that they, these guys, this was definitely a battle. I mean, it was a hell of For a sure. match, man. Again, another one of those on, on an outside court, court 18. You know, well, court 18 is actually, I guess, somewhat of a, a stadium court, I think. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But still, you know, it's not not one of the big show courts. And this is a match that I would have just, I would have loved to have been at because both guys were just laying it out there. Super tight. I mean, each set was was pretty darn close, and and Francis was right there, man. Uh, it's just Fognini had the goods when he needed them, and and yeah. that's the way that I saw this one. I, I I had Fognini as a slight favorite in this match. I did pick him to win. I was really hoping that I would put the jinx on it, and Francis would be able to to pull it out, but it you know it just wasn't meant to be. Um, it's unfortunate, and we've seen Tiafo be, be not in his best form yeah. as of late, too. Of course, he goes out to Krinovich in that grind at the French, loses in the fifth, 6-0 there. Then he also loses to Thompson pretty convincingly in Tozenbosch. Then we've got Queen's Club. He goes out to uh, Mahout, and now he's going out first round, which it's kind of – it's definitely unfair to say, oh, this is a first-round right. loss for Tiafo because, yeah, okay, he loses, sure, but you're going up against Fonini yeah. and you push him to and he, five. And, and he played pretty well. It's, I mean, it's not tough. like he played bad. Yeah, yeah this was so a great So I think, you know, he can definitely – obviously he's going to be upset. Nobody wants to lose in the first round of a slam, especially Francis. I mean, he's way too competitive. But, um, you know, I think as we go to the hard courts, you know, he's he's going to be hanging around. We're, we're going to see him. So he'll, he'll be fine. For sure. For sure. Yeah, he's another guy, too, who's definitely looking for that hardcore swing, and we'll see him hopefully have some bigger and better results there. Kukushkin getting through in straight sets, 6-3, 6-2, 6-4. The Frenchman Barrere winning 3-6, 6-4, 6-3, 6-3. Laszlo Gere getting through 3-6, 7-6, 7-6, 6-3. Chilich coming out on top over Manorino. A tight first two sets, 7-6, 7-6 apiece, and then 6-3 for that one. Um, he wins in straight sets over Manorino. Manorino really had a chance to dig in both in the first and second set there, but Chilich just coming out on top, you know, the guy's got to have some confidence there. Of course, people have been criticizing him, especially in the last couple of years for being able to close out matches and get through it, but, you know, he pretty much shut that off today, especially when he shut the door in the third. Vuksovics getting through the Hungarian 3-6, 6-4, 7-6, 6-2. Isner getting through as well, um, you know, in the press conference, and I guess if you were just watching, you could see toward the end of the match, the foot could come into play, unfortunately, you know, we haven't seen much of him since he hurt it back in the spring, but he gets through in straight sets, the big server wins 6-3, 6-4, 7-6, gets that um, third set win, 7-6, it's uh, 11-9 in the breaker, and I don't know if you saw match point, but it was pretty disappointing, uh, Rude just had a sitting forehand and just waited on it, it was clearly super tight, 
um, just hit it right into the net, unfortunately. Isner basically did nothing with a return but get it back in play, and the nerves took a hold of Rude there. But um, Isner, I mean, if he stays healthy, what are your thoughts on him in this tournament? I mean, of course he's always dangerous, but what's the potential here for him? Yeah, I mean, I just... I need to see a little bit more. I mean, I expected him to win this match. Casper Ruud, great young clay court player. We saw him have some success on clay this year. Um, he, he's a little bit like Christian Guerin, you know, two young guys that are up and coming, but their best surface is definitely clay. There's no doubt about that. So for John to win this the way that he did, um, you know, it's it, it's it's a good step. Obviously, his first match back. I just I, I don't love his chances to go super deep in this event. I, I mean, I guess if he's serving out of his mind, I mean he he can always do it. Um, but I, I just I want to see a little bit more. You know, I've only seen three sets here, obviously in this match, couple hours worth of tennis. Let's see how he does next round, um, and, yeah. and we can revisit that because, like you said, I mean he's always dangerous. I'm just I'm not super convinced he can make a, a really deep run just yet. Right. I will say, though, I mean, his section of the draw, especially for someone who can serve like he can, it's pretty wide open, yeah, man. Yeah, it's mean, there. He's got, he's, he's got Kukushkin next. Then after that, hypothetically, um, if we're just moving through this draw, it would be either Struff or Fritz. Um, that's a very winnable match for John. Now, I would say also he's a chance of losing either to either of those guys. Too. Right. I so mean, it's... That's, that's, in, that's in play, but very winnable match. Then on the other side after that, it would be one of the following. Nishikori, who's the eight seed, um, Nori, Stevie Johnson, Damon Auer, all people that Isner can beat if he's feeling well. So the, the, the yeah. point being here that in his section of the draw, even if, yeah, maybe he's not 100%, a lot of people he can serve his way out of trouble against and, and potentially push through to another deep Wimbledon run. Yeah, I, I agree. As long as he's feeling well, yeah. I mean, if 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 the foot's feeling good and everything, I think he could definitely do it. But if I mean, if he's hampered, uh, I just I don't like that for the big yeah. fella. No, I mean that's that's definitely true, and I, that's that's true of anybody. But regardless, we got a couple more to get through here. Um, our man, the NCAA champ, Jub, making that Wimbledon uh, appearance. Uh, looked a bit shell shocked in the first, perhaps takes takes the L there, six zero to draw Sosa, the, the veteran. But hey, credit to Paul Jubb getting the third set win, seven six, ten eight in that breaker. Unfortunately, goes out in four set, loses that fourth six um, one. But great to see him out there. Great to see him grinding and competing and getting that third set win. I think that's a that's a really cool thing. I mean, hey, he's that young, saying he went out there, made the transition from NCAA's right and hopped into Wimbledon yep. and took a set off a guy like Joss Sousa. I mean. That's that's got to be a good feeling at the very least. So very cool experience for him, I'm very sure. But um, hopefully we'll be seeing a lot more of him as well. Both um, if he returns, because he said he's, he, I believe he, the last I heard, he said he was still going to return um, and play. Yeah. At South Carolina, and then hopefully after that we will see him um, come on the pro scene as well. No reason we wouldn't. I mean, his game has progressed so much, and he's looked really, really good. But. Um, Unfortunate for him here, but hey, you know what? He's a British guy, and he's gotten out and play Wimbledon. I, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anything too negative out of this one. Last one on the men's side we've got is the French battle of Puy and Gasquet. Gasquet just not looking up to it today. Puy taking him out pretty convincingly. Um, got a little more competitive as the match went on, but Puy looked in control almost the whole time. Six one, six four, seven six. Pretty routine from his end. So. Um, pretty good matches on the day, man. Some crazy five setters. Of course, we, we mentioned those and already talked through them, but, uh, 
let's go ahead and look ahead to the matches that we've got upcoming because there are some great ones. Um, yeah, there's so many that I want to talk about, but I'll try and limit it. I'll try and limit it down as best as I can. I think one of the first ones that I definitely want to be watching is the Vavrinka Opelka match. Yep, that's you know right where I was going, man. You know me, just maybe it's because I don't have that style at all. But the Opelka um, game is sometimes not as fun as what I want to watch. You know me, I'm always, I'm completely biased. I want to go out there and watch a couple of pushers on play, <laughs> but I understand that people don't agree with me on that. So that's fine. And man, credit to Opelka. Um, he's looked, he's looked good. And if he can serve that well and keep up the, uh, the dictating points with his forehand, you know, he's going to have a really good chance here. I think, especially with the way we've seen Vavrinka return sometimes off of first serves stands, stands in a dangerous spot here. For sure. Yeah, no, this is this is upset oh, alert. 100%. I mean, there's no question. This this is upset alert. Um, I mean, if Riley's serving well, yeah, no, I mean, we can definitely at the very least expect breakers, and then mm-hmm. anything can happen. Right. Um, you know, Stan, obviously, I would I would say I think everyone would pretty much be in agreement that grass is his worst surface. Um, so if there, if there was a, if there was a court, you know, if there was a time that Opelka wanted to play Stan, I I think this, this is it. Oh, this is a hundred percent. You're going to, you catch him in the second round of Wimbledon. Yeah. I mean, now's the time. So I think it's, I think it's prime. If Opelka can take advantage, that would be great. I think Um, so too. So yeah, no, I mean, out of all the matches, look, there's a lot of good ones, but this one definitely has me, has me probably the most intrigued out of all of them. That one, uh, I think there are a couple more that I would mention. I think Hachinov and Feliciano yep. going at it. I, I, they're, they're, they get to take the court one, which is not only just a cool uh, atmosphere, but of course you've got Hachinov, who's the 10 seed, taking, off, taking on a red-hot Lopez right yeah. now. Um, and someone who we've seen just do so much damage on grass. And, um, Could be good. It's an, interesting, it's an interesting matchup there because Hachinov, you know, of course, we've talked about him so many times in, in his up and down results, but with some of his strokes too, you know, you can see uh, Lopez just got such a clear cut game, right? You know, he's going to be serving big, he's going to be coming in, he's going to be taking time yep. away from Hatchinov, and so if he's able to keep him uncomfortable with that, I, I think there's a very real chance that Feliciano comes through this. Um, my one other one, of course, there's so many that I'm going to want to watch, but I think my one other one, if I had to pick, is Edmund Verdasco. Okay. Um, okay. Anyone, anytime, anytime, like I said, you've got a Brit out there on the court. Um, of course, they're going to be putting Edmund on center court because uh, he's, and so that's going to, that's slotted to go on the center court anyway. Yeah. Um, him against Verdasco, that's going to be a ton of fun. I think the environment is going to be great for that one. And the matchup there is going to be really good. Verdasco, of course, um, can blast balls, and Edmund has a huge forehand as well. And so I think that one's got a lot of potential. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's there's a lot of firepower there for sure. I mean, in front of that big crowd. I mean, yeah. No, now that I think about it, I mean, that one it, it that could be it could be epic. I mean, it really could. I could see that one going four or five sets, uh, no question about yeah. it. Edmund Edmund looked really good he in the first round um, against Jaume Munar. Yeah, so I mean, if he can if he can keep that level of play, I like his chances. Um, if not, I mean, Verdasco is going to be right there to take advantage. Yeah. So I think, I think Edmund's going to have to play really well. Um, you know, because Verdasco is a guy that's just been around forever. He knows he's, he's sneaky. He knows how to get these matches done when he, when he needs to. So yeah, no, I, I like that call, man. I think that could be a good one. You got any others that are definitely on your radar or did our, did I already steal them from you? I think those are most of a man. I mean, obviously, you know, you look at an American like Dennis Kudlow when he plays Novak Djokovic. I just don't know how. 
I just don't know what to expect. I mean, I'm really right. – I think Novak is in too good a form right now. I mean, he looked good against Cole Schreiber. I was pretty impressed with the way he played in that match. So Yeah, he gave him nothing. I mean, for, for Dennis it's – almost, It's almost looking back to when Djokovic was just on that 2015-2016 run of terror yeah. um, when everyone wanted to avoid him. And he's just – it's honestly – sometimes he gets so boring because – He's so good at defense, and then he just flips a switch somewhere in the point, gets on the offensive trail, and doesn't let go and finishes the point. It's like, all right, man, if you can can do it all and you can make it look just this solid and this routine, then, like, what are we doing out here, you know? Just (laughs) take the win already. He's – he is a machine, man. He's the he's a human machine that at sometimes doesn't even seem like. I know, he's human. and I will say I <laughs> I'm not, I'm not always the biggest Djokovic fan. Of course, I respect what he does out there on the court and everything, and it's just phenomenal for the sport. But man, do I love when I get to see the chance, um, <laughs> someone just ripping balls and just hitting him off a court because it's rare. It's so rare. It's very rare. He, and right. you know, grass is a better surface to do it for the most part. You know, hard court, man. He is killing people and he knows how to work a hard court probably better than anyone we've ever seen in the history of the game um but man if you get some of those big hitters someone like a Ronich on fire or kevin anderson um <laughs> one of those big guys i want to see him go up against and just blast balls and just rip past Djokovic. yeah it's always entertaining and and that's why i think this match is going to be tough for kudla because i mean he's obviously very good on grass i mean sure. he's made the fourth round surface. here in the good past so it's Good surface for him, but his game just isn't really the kind – he doesn't have the kind of game that's going to threaten Novak like that. You know what I mean? Like you just mentioned, sure. the, those guys that have that that big-time power that can kind of rip through the court. Kudla plays almost a little like Joker himself. You know, the just – yeah. You know, so, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough matchup, but obviously any time an American is playing, you know, Novak Djokovic, I'm, I'm going to keep tabs on that. So Sure. I think one thing, you know, this would be my final thought before we close it out because it's interesting too. One thing I've always noticed and one thing that I think that some players do it really well against Djokovic and he's good about not getting sucked into this trap, but one of Djokovic's weaknesses, you know, people talk about the overhead and that's definitely fair, but man, his slice backhand, not only is it not that phenomenal of a shot, but it takes away from his best shot, which is, it is that incredibly solid backhand that he can do anything mm-hmm. with. And so especially on this surface, and we've seen Kudla, I mean, man, that guy can hit a great slice with the best of them. If he can maybe try to rope Djokovic into some of these slice games, um, keeping it low on him, I, I think there's some chance to win some points out of that. Right. Djokovic, though, is just looking too solid right now to be able to say anything to the tune of, oh, he's on upset. Right. And I mean, especially in a, way too solid in a three that. out of five setter. I mean, exactly. it's, it, you know, it's, it's a tall, tall order. So, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you. But – who knows, man? Dennis Kudla. I mean, he's come up with you know some some really great stuff in the past. So um, you never know. Absolutely. All we can do is wait and watch. So, uh, listeners, thank you for tuning in with us, and we hope you're enjoying the Wimbledon action on both the men's and women's sides just as much as we are. Matt, I want to thank you again for hopping on with me here before I jet off, um, go to London. Just got to throw in one more brag about that because I can't wait. But once again, thanks for Have hopping fun, on with man. me. I I hope to. I hope to. What do we say to our listeners? That's a break. All right, and we'll catch you guys next time.